Hi, I'm Doug the Neighbor, and welcome to my podcast coming to you from the Possum Trot Studios here in awesome Austin, Texas. This is a very special podcast because I have a neighbor, Emily Schrode. Hi. How are you? I'm doing really well today. And you are a neighbor of mine. I actually am your neighbor. And glad to have you here. And to our podcast listeners around the world, yes, we are in 27 countries and we are in our fourth season doing this. Yes, we are very happy about that. And Emily, we like very appreciative of you showing up and taking time to come here. Let me do a little bit of housekeeping to start and give you a tour of the Possum Trot Studios, okay? Of course. Okay. Well, first off, let me introduce you to Jojo Bear up there. He is our vice president in charge of production and drinking all the Dr. Pepper. He is up there. And for your safety and concern, we have Cowboy Otis up there for doing security, and he is a very scary guy. (laughs) (laughs) That is Cowboy Otis. Now, you'll notice up there, continuing our tour and housekeeping for our podcast listeners around the world, there is a bag of dried prunes up there, and that comes from Bill Buffalo, and he uh, is a friend of mine. We did a podcast with him, Bill Belford. He's a stand-up comedian in Houston, Texas. And he sent a bag of dried prunes. I think there's a subtle message there uh, (laughs) concerning uh, the Doug the Neighbor podcast. Okay. And moving on over here, we have our Longhorn mug from Jerome Murray. We did a podcast with him and uh, he has his own podcast now. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. He's a very funny guy, very funny guy. And then we have some products over here from Ashley Ferguson and Chris Barber. They have a company called ResetBiosciences.com, and those are energy shots and things like that. So they were kind enough to drop those on by. But I also wish to introduce you to Charlie Bluebell. He is the Possum Trot Studios mascot right here and he's a he's little, adorable he is adorable yes 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 now i'd like to point out here in the possum trot studios we have this beautiful painting that was commissioned by mike mcneil mike mcneil is one of our neighbors and uh he uh is a startup guy oh, and nice. he commissioned this painting by uh, noah gould out of california Oh, how yeah. awesome. Yeah, isn't that something? Something. And now, as we continue in our interview, and we're very happy to have you here, there are some writing pads here you for from Tom Knurk. Uh, uh-huh. We did a podcast with him, so if you have any notes here, okay? Now, uh, just a couple of shout-outs to a couple of people who have done a, a podcast with us. We did a podcast with Brett Lewis, who uh, has his uh, his own company, and he is now on the Chip and Joanna Gaines uh, uh, Magnolia Network with his own TV show. Wow. Yeah. His, what an accomplishment. Yeah, his name is Brett Lewis, and he designs and repairs uh, interiors of uh, RVs. 
Oh, so and cool. he lives in a, uh, a RV, and uh, he has his own TV show now called Van Gogh with Chip and Joanna Gaines on the Magnolia Network. So now that there is, and uh, also like to say hello to Robin Zamora. We did a podcast with her, and she has her own podcast, uh, Fast Marketing Minute. So we always like to say hello to people we have done podcasts with who are out there doing their thing okay now we have a contest going on and we would like your opinion okay if you'll notice over here we have two logos for doug the neighbor podcast and mm -hmm. those were drawn by the e a young neighbor friend of mine who is an artist she actually did the uh object art sunflower there behind you and uh she did these two logos and we're having a little contest which one do you like i like the blue circle you like it's the blue calming and it's friendly it's calming and friendly. Good. Absolutely. Okay, now let's move on with our sports report here. The Texas Rangers, of course, are 12 and 16, and they're doing a two-game series in Arlington, and they're uh, against Kansas City. But Doug the Neighbor has issues. There is no cable in the uh, Austin area, and so we cannot get the Houston uh, Astros or Texas Rangers. So, Doug the Neighbor opinion. I have very few opinions. Uh, great way to lose fans. No cable games here. Mm -hmm. That is just terrible. Now, the Mavericks are playing Phoenix. This is in basketball, and they are in the playoffs, and they are behind two games to three. The Dallas Stars in hockey are two to two with the Calgary Flames. And, of course, we have the uh, Shell Calgary report from uh, Calgary. So uh, that is his team. So there we go. Now, Kennedy Swan, who is a young neighbor who is competing and uh, who is from Austin and started golfing over here at the Lions Golf Course. And she is trying to get onto the LPGA through the Epson Tour, which is kind of a minor league pro tour to qualify for the LPGA. She has a couple of weeks off, and her next uh, tournament is in Longwood, Florida, at the IOA Golf Classic in Longwood, Florida. That's May 20th. And we also keeping up with AP. Uh, she is our Bolton Bolt. She is uh, running, preparing for the uh, Chicago Marathon on October 10th. She's running three to four times uh, a week, seven to eight miles. That's incredible. Yeah, she's she's really getting after it. And, of course, something uh, a little bit different here that we have started. Aldalina over at the 7-Eleven. She manages the 7-Eleven. You know who, her, who she is because you, you live in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. She has one of those uh, Google Step trackers on her cell phone. Uh -huh. And when she does... Uh, uh, truck day, which is on Wednesdays. Uh, last week, she did 10,551 steps. So that's walking and lifting and toting. So there you go. That's and then, hard work. Yeah, and then Allie over at the CVS, uh, she did 15,029 on Monday, truck day. So okay. delivery of trucks, of, of products from the truck, and then has to be put up on the uh, shelves. 15,000. 29 steps. Okay. All right. So that concludes the sports report for today over at the weather window. Emily, 
95 degrees for the rest of our lives. I can't wait. <laughs> I love the heat. <laughs> That's beautiful, Emily. <laughs> and a little note from our Austin art gal, Hallie Ray Ward, who we did a, a podcast with. She is over at Art for the People Gallery on 1711 South 1st Street. And uh, that gallery features, a, features 120 local artists. So we always appreciate Hallie Ray Ward. Uh, sending in information, supporting artists in the Austin area. We can always use support. Yes, I always use support. Now, uh, let's move on to uh, one more thing here. The Bluebell Ice Cream Price Index, because of inflation and Bluebell Ice Cream being a great product from Brenham, Texas. Texas. And that's where Charlie Bluebell, our little mascot, is from. He's from Brenham. That's why he's called Charlie Bluebell. Little love. Little love. Uh, the best price I have found is over at the Randalls, a pint for $2.99. Huh. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. Summer's here, a little Bluebell ice cream. And that's a, that's a very, very good price. Have you been to the factory? The factory? The no. The Bluebell factory in Brenham, Texas. Oh, no, but that's on my list. Uh, that is on my list. Yes. Have you been? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and you enjoyed it? I enjoyed it immensely. And what is your favorite uh, Bluebell ice cream? Oh, I'd have to say the Cookie Two-Step. The cookie two-step. Where it's pretty. the cookies and cream mixed with cookie dough yeah. ice cream. <laughs> it's a brilliant, brilliant combination. A brilliant combination. <laughs> to our podcast listeners around the world, we are uh, here at the Doug the Neighbor uh, uh, podcast uh, at the Possum Trot Studios, and we're going to, uh, we have Emily Schrode here. We're going to be chatting with her, so sit back, relax, grab your Dr. Pepper from Waco, Texas. you got yours right there. We're Absolutely. All, uh, all set. So, let, Emily, first off, we are very, very happy to have you here. Happy you, to be here. You are a neighbor. And you and I have a, a, a lot of uh, things that we appreciate. And we're going to get into that. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So, uh, Emily, what is your name? My name is Emily Schrode. Schrode. Now, that's a good German name. It's... Suppose I was told it was German, uh -huh. uh, but funny enough, it the the Schrode name actually doesn't reflect my family lineage. It's um, my grandfather was adopted by the Schrode family. Oh, I see, I, I see. So, but here in Texas, the a lot of Germans in the area, so it's a we think it's a good German name. It is a good German name. Yes. Oh, okay. Now, uh, where were you born? Um, I was born in a town, some may have heard of it. It's called Paris, France. <laughs> I've heard of it. <laughs> Paris, yeah. France. Wow. You were born in Paris, France? I was born in Paris, France. Oh, okay. Uh, how did your parents get to Paris, France? Uh, so my parents were expatriates at the time. Okay. Expatriates living in Paris, in France. In Paris, France. And, and so if they were expatriates, where were they from? So originally, my father is from East Texas, uh -huh. and, well, my mom and her side of the family are from uh, the Valley. The Valley? Oh, okay. Uh, Brownsville? Down in Brown? Brownsville. More, think like McAllen, Edinburgh. Oh, 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 oh okay. Down, truly down the Valley. To our podcast listeners around the world, please check your Google Maps 
here in Austin, Texas, to the south of us, at the very south of Texas, where the Rio Grande meets the Gulf of uh, Mexico. That area is called the Valley. And it's a beautiful, beautiful area for retirees, uh, for fruit growing. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful area. And Emily, our guest, is from, her parents are from the Valley. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. Now, have you, have you ever uh, done your DNA? I have not done my DNA. Interested? No, no, not really. Leave it open in the future. No, okay, all right, okay. Now, I introduce you to Jojo Bear, our vice president in charge of production and drinking all of the Dr. Pepper. Did you have a teddy bear when you were growing up? It wasn't a teddy bear, but do you know those Build-A-Bear yes. type things? Yes. Stuffed animals? Yes. I had a stuffed dog. Okay. And I... Loved that stuffed dog. What was his name? What was his name? Uh, well, her name was Serafina. Serafina. Okay, and that's great. And you told me a little interesting item about Serafina. I did. I, in the store, picked out a cute little tracksuit for my stuffed dog and uh, found happened to find a tracksuit in another store that looked just like it. So me and my stuffed dog had matching tracksuits. So you and Serafina had matching tracksuits. Oh, that's great. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I love that. Do you still have Serafina? I do. Oh, great. 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 It's, it's, uh, your, your teddy bear will help you through uh, many moments in life. Someone has to. <laughs> someone, someone has to. Now, uh, I'm Doug the Neighbor. Now, do you have a nickname? My family has referred to me as M.M. my entire life. M.M.? M.M. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, that's great. That's great. I like that. Okay. Uh, now, uh, you, where did you go to high school? I went to high school in Spring, Texas. In Spring, Texas. Now, where is Spring, Texas? It's about an hour north of Houston. About an hour north of Houston. Okay. Now, uh, what was the name of the high school? It was Klein Oak. Klein Oak High School in Spring, Texas. Yes. Okay. Now, were you the Lions, Tigers, or Bears? Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) We were the Panthers. You were the Panthers. Oh, go Panthers. Panthers. Oh, I love it. Love it. Okay. Now, when you were in high school, uh, what uh, were you in sports? Were you in the choir? I was involved mainly in theater was also in the French Honor Society, and I was in student government. Oh, great. So you covered it all. You covered it all. Uh-huh. Okay. All and then some. Uh, all and then some. Okay. Now, uh, theater in, in high school, did you act in any plays? I did. I acted in two plays. Which plays were those, please? I was in a steampunk adaptation of The Tempest. Wait a minute. Wait. Steampunk adaptation of the tempest and that is by it was written by my high school theater teacher he, oh. w- he wrote the play himself okay and directed it and it was an adaptation from shakespeare's the tempest the tempest okay that is very very interesting i'm sure that was a crowd pleaser and you acted in that i acted in that and you mentioned another play yes so i played juror number seven in 12 angry men Oh, what a great movie. And great movie. Henry Fonda is fantastic. Oh, yes. Great, great movie. Yes, juror number seven. 
Okay, and you acted in, on stage in that. Yes. That's great. Now, when you were in high school, did you have a job at McDonald's, Burger King, or Dunkin' Donuts? I was actually hired by my high school theater to run lighting and sound for uh, different shows and vendors that would come in to our facility. Whoa, let's back on up. You're acting on stage in high school, Klein Oak High School. Uh You're acting on stage, and now you're working behind the scenes, and the school is paying you to do sound and lighting? School is paying me, exactly. Oh, my gosh. That is absolutely fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Now, where, where, where did you go to college? I went to the University of Texas at Austin. <laughs> Come <Urban> horns. <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, when you were in college, did you have a car? I did have a car. What did you have? I had a 2015 Kia Soul. 2015 Kia Soul. What color? White. White. And did you give it a name? I have not given it a name. I still have it, though. I could still give it a name. Okay. Uh, okay. That, let's, please let us know what you name your car, okay? Okay, well, stay tuned for the next podcast, guys. <laughs> stay tuned. M&M's, M&M's is going to name her car. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe we should have a little contest. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, you went to college at the University of Texas at Austin. And what did you major in there? I studied radio, television, and film. Radio, television, and film. And a minor, I'm sorry? I got a minor in French. In French, okay. You speak fluent French? Uh, For the most part. I've been losing it since I'm out of practice. Uh, Okay. Have you ever lived in Paris? I did when I was born. I lived there for... Uh, about over a year. Uh, and then couldn't get work, and so you came back to the United States? Well, I was a baby. <laughs> well, couldn't, legally could not work. <laughs> I could not work. Okay. Any, uh, so that's very interesting. Now, uh, what was your first job after college? After college? Yes, after college. I was doing a myriad of things. I was writing video games. Writing video games? Yeah, so it was during that kind of, I graduated into the pandemic and. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and I managed to find some work in writing uh, the storylines for video games. Okay. Uh, may I suggest Doug the Neighbor free advice? Free advice. Free advice $1. Free advice $1. How about Doug the Neighbor video game? Hey, if you can find a game studio, find some game developers together, I will write you a story. (laughs) Well, I think Doug the Neighbor should be the nice guy in the neighborhood, something like that. So there there you go. Now, uh, let's back up. I jumped forward a little bit. Uh, When you were in college, did you act on stage then? I kind of turned my back on the theater in okay. order for the silver screen. Oh, we love it. We love it, the silver better screen. Better yet, the, um, I guess, the television screen. Okay. So I actually, when I got to college, I started acting and writing for a show on mm-hmm. Texas Student Television. Texas Student Television, their own, their own TV channel? Yeah, so oh, okay. it's, what's great about the University of Texas is they have the only FCC-licensed student-run television station. What station is that? Texas Student Television. Texas Student Television. T T T S T 
TV. TSTV. No, TSTV. Oh, okay. And what did you do for them? Um, I was acting and writing on a sketch comedy show called Longhorn Late Night. Longhorn Late Night and sketch comedy like Saturday Night Live, sketch comedy. That and, exactly. And you wrote and acted and well. Yes, I did. Oh my gosh! And do some of these uh, videos shows still exist someplace? I believe so. I believe that Longhorn Late Night has a YouTube channel. As you okay, we will look for it. And to our podcast listeners around the world, we are interviewing Emily Schrode, and she's telling us about her uh, experiences at the University of Texas in tele radio, television, and film, and how she wrote, directed a sketch comedy show on the Texas Student Network, uh, Texas Student Television or Network. Television. Television. And it's out there. And very, very uh, ambitious writing and acting. That's absolutely fantastic. Did you enjoy that? Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Did you write anything else besides Longhorn uh, Night, Longhorn Nights or? Longhorn Late Night. Late Night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wrote some. I wrote some for uh, my classes. And I also did a bit of writing for another half hour comedy show. Mm -hmm. uh, called, I think it was called Down to Film. Down to Film. Okay. So you, while you were in college, you uh, broadened uh, your by different writing for different types of series and things mm -hmm. like that. Okay. And then we, uh, I did jump ahead to your first job, and you were doing video games. Video game writing. Yes. Video game writing. Oh my gosh. Okay. Now, uh, Emily, what are you doing now? Well, right now, uh, this is very exciting. I'm I, producing independently my very first feature film. Oh my gosh, absolutely fantastic. Please, let's begin in the beginning. What is the name of the feature film? My feature film is called Rats. Rats, okay, that's terrific. Uh, what is the story of Rats? Oh, well, it's about this lost young artist named Raphael who gets picked up by the police for graffiti tagging. Okay. And he gets let off on just community service alone. Okay. But his parents find out, and when they do, they're furious with him. So they uh. kick him out of the house and force him to go live in his cousin Mateo's trap house. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's a trap house? So uh, what the kids refer to as a trap house is a house where allegedly drugs are being sold out of. Oh, it's called a trap house. Oh, called okay. Called a trap house. Okay, please continue. So, um, part of his community service is that he has to rat on his cousin Mateo. Oh. And thus the movie's called Rats. Thus the movie's called Rats. But as he's living in this trap house and seeing how kind his cousin is and meeting some of these ridiculous characters that live in and around the trap house. Yes. Raphael realizes that this trap house is really a trap home. A trap home. Oh, so it has a sweet uh, sweet ending. Oh, that's beautiful. Absolutely. Now, it's an action comedy. Okay, action comedy. Oh, we love comedy. Okay. Now, uh, did you write this film? My two directors wrote it. Two directors? Yes, I've got okay. two directors. Please tell us who the directors are. Uh, the first one's name is Maxwell Nalvansky. Maxwell? Nalvansky. Good name. Nalvansky. And 
Carl Fry. Carl Fry. Okay, those are the two directors, and they wrote the script for Rats together. Yes, they came up with the story for it and um, put the put the words to paper. Put the words to paper, which is very very tough, and nothing starts unless you have words to paper. You know, so exactly. Okay, now they both wrote it. Uh huh. No. Oh, okay. Okay, now how did you come across this piece of the screenwriting? Um, so it's really funny. The story of Rats is actually based on a lot of... It's, it's an amalgamation of stories from our personal lives. Okay. Um, Carl lives in this house in Pflugerville and has been renting out rooms to different people mm-hmm. in Pflugerville for years now and we've come across some very wacky characters okay all right that there that have the... served as inspiration for this oh, oh, oh okay all right but how did you come across this uh, script come across yeah yeah i mean uh, you're, so you're going Carl, through life writing right. video games how did you come across the script so i was actually asked to produce this film by my good friend Carl Fry. So Carl Fry, one of my directors, uh-huh. is a dear, dear friend of mine, and we've worked on several projects throughout our uh, college years. Oh, oh so together. you knew Carl from college, and you've been following him, and then we've, he came up with mm-hmm. this. Oh, I we've see. We've been best friends for a very long time. Oh, I, I, I see. And Max Nolvansky. Maxwell Nolvansky. Yes. Is a friend of Carl's, Carl's. that. Carl met when he was working on a feature film in New York City. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I lived in New York City for many, many years. Oh, and where I, at? I, I lived in the West Village. Okay. I had rent control. Oh, Good for you. Yeah, and acted for many years. And also, uh, uh, I have uh, had been have been in movies, theater, stage, industrials for companies, that sort of stuff. So... Can I audition for your film, Rats? I'll see if I can set something up, Doug. Please, your people chat with my people. I'll have it, okay. Okay, all right. Now, uh, do you know uh, the uh, five rules of acting that uh, your directors must uh, uh, put forth to their actors? Do you know the five rules of acting? I might, but your listeners might not. Would you please enlighten all of us? (laughs) Yes. Show up on time. Know your stuff. Absolutely. Keep your mouth shut. You're not the director. Mm-hmm. Okay? Don't bump into the furniture. Very true. Or lights. Don't bump into the furniture. And don't eat the bagels. Why not eat the bagels? Bagels are usually on the craft food truck in the morning to our uh-huh. podcast listeners. Uh, you must feed the actors, and the craft foods truck has there has all sorts of coffee, cereal, fruit, and bagels. Do not eat the bagels because you can. They usually serve them with cream cheese, and they're warm, and it's absolutely fantastic. You eat those early in the morning, and you may have one or two, but then you start into rehearsals to shoot, and then late afternoon you're ready to shoot, and all you have sitting in your stomach is lead from the bagels. Don't eat Um, the bagels. Don't eat the bagels. Don't eat the bagels. You like those rules? 
I can deal with them. <laughs> I like those roles as a producer. I love those roles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So those are the lessons I learned of acting in New York City. Mm -hmm. And uh, since I'm still auditioning for a part in your movie, please consider me. And I know the difficulty of uh, uh, producing a feature-length film because I did a feature-length film called Two Top that is on... And now uh, uh, on YouTube. Uh, YouTube. YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. So. Oh, sweet. But I did it many years ago, and so I know that technology has changed. Uh -huh. And so it's much easier. Now, let's get back to your project. Uh, you have the script, you have the directors, and you have uh, probably the equipment all lined up. So how many actors are you going to have in your cast? Uh, this latest version of the script has about 40 speaking roles. 40 speaking roles. Now, okay, and are you uh, go going to be shooting in the Austin area? We are shooting, looking to shoot mostly in Pflugerville, which it, is about 20 miles north of Austin. Yes, 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 it's about 20 miles north. And a very nice community up there. So you're going to be shooting up there. Now, uh, when do you think you're going to be shooting? Late July, early August. Late July, early August. Okay. A good warm weather to be shooting. We love it. <laughs> we I love, love it personally. <laughs> we love it. Lots of water. Lots of water. <laughs> Dr. Pepper also. <laughs> okay. Uh, and the, Now, this is absolutely fantastic. Uh, how long do you think you're going to be shooting? Uh, our latest version of our script breakdown... We've estimated our shoot to last about 22 days. 22 days. Okay, that, that's terrific. Now, once the uh, film has been shot, and what is the term, in the can or something like that? Once the, it's wrapped. When it's wrapped. Okay, Hollywood terms, yes. Uh, when it's wrapped, how long do you spend in editing a project like this? What are you budgeting? What are you thinking? I'm expecting post-production to take about three months. About three months. Oh, okay, okay. Now, uh, music, are you going to be using any uh, Austin musicians? This, this as is many Austin. as possible. This is Austin. It's Austin. Oh, okay, that's terrific. That's many ter talented artists in the area. Yeah, yes, yes. Many talented artists. As, I, as Doug the Neighbor says, this is Austin. Awesome Austin, Texas is geeks, tech people, music, and tacos. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Now, so once you finish editing the film, what is your game plan for releasing this? So we're looking to premiere this film at South by Southwest, which is oh. very exciting. Oh, very exciting. And that'll be next spring. Next March. Ne next March. Yes. Okay. So now film distribution has changed. Uh, would your film go to streaming? Ideally. Um, what's really great about making a feature film now is that there's never been more avenues in which to uh, make money off of a feature film, which is actually what I've been, and I've been able to tell that to potential investors. Yes, yes. The streams of revenue are more so now than ever before. Ever before, yeah. And the technology is such that uh, you can shoot it on your cell phone. If you had to. If we had to. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's unbelievable, beautiful time for filmmakers. And you are at the peak of, uh, you are involved in making film 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Awesome, awesome, Texas. It's a very exciting time. Yeah, yes, yes. And Emily, it shows on your smile and your face. To our podcast listeners around the world, we are talking with Emily Schrode, and she is an Austin-based movie producer. And she is telling her great story about the production of her film, Rats. This is absolutely fantastic. Emily, uh, do you have other projects that you're looking forward to as a producer you must have these projects in your inventory right yeah so there's already a script written and ready to go for uh the the next feature film to be directed by maxwell nalvansky and carl fry oh you're gonna use use the same team yeah it's there's it's that also is it's their script as well okay uh, but we're looking to work on a movie together called With Pleasure. With Pleasure. With Pleasure. And what type of story is this? It's a bit more of a thriller. A thriller. Uh-huh. So do you need a good-looking guy with a square jaw and a full head of hair to be the good guy or the bad guy? You know what? I'll, I'll have my people get in touch with your people. <laughs> Emily, I love you. I love you. Okay. Absolutely fantastic. What is your... Number one problem as a producer? Funding. Funding. Okay. So how do you go get funding? You just got to ask. You got to you gotta figure out. You have to tighten up your pitch every single day. Work on it. Sort out the financials. Sort out everything. Um, I feel like every day I'm in an episode of Shark Tank. Oh, oh, talking okay. to new sharks. Talking to new sharks. Oh, oh, okay. All right, I, I get it. Okay, all right. Thank. You. Now, would you even go to like GoFundMe? Would would? Absolutely, oh, but oh. it's not something that I would rely on totally oh, okay. so, to fund an entire feature film. So you would get you would put it on out there and get some money from GoFundMe, but then yes. you would go. We would what? look to GoFundMe in order to do something that we call financing the gaps. Oh, I see. Well, that's very interesting. Financing the gap. What is that? Financing the gaps is um, when you get the when you need the just the, that last stretch of funding. Oh, um, okay. We have our certain goal budget, right? And whatever we're able to get from investors, great, amazing. But uh, for anything that we miss the mark on, for mm-hmm. any gaps in the budget, mm-hmm. we go to GoFundMe. Okay. Or something like that. Some type of crowdfunding atmosphere. Okay. Crowdfunding to our podcast listeners around the world. If you would like to donate to Emily Schrode's uh, film career and her movie Rats, please contact me. We will forward the money, the funds, on to her for her success. And I'll be greatly appreciated. <laughs> she will be greatly appreciated. Well, the thing is, uh, Emily, the Doug the Neighbor podcast, uh, where I interview my neighbors about the fine people, neighbors here in Austin who are making it work. Mm-hmm. You are making it work in your chosen passion. Absolutely. There's and, no other way. And there is no other way. And we certainly appreciate it to let people know that Austin is a boom town. And if you have a dream, a desire, this is the place. And yeah, we, there's a lot of creative energy. And there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people who here who want to do. Who want to do and will get it done. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the Texas spirit. That, oh, love it, love it, love it, love it. Okay, now, you, 
Obviously, this is keeps you very busy. Do you have any hobbies that you work at on your downtime? I I really like to crochet. Cool. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Uh, something fun I like to do for exercise is uh, an activity called bouldering. Bouldering? What's it's that? like rock climbing, oh. but without the harnesses or anything. So you go out into uh, West Texas and climb a boulder? I haven't yet. Uh, I haven't had the time to get away yet, but I there's lots of gyms around Austin oh. that have these um, rock climbing walls for you to go climbing at. Well, would you be kind enough to climb up on my house and fix the antenna here? Absolutely. Oh, there you go. What are our neighbors for? <laughs> Bouldering. I never heard. Of. Now, you did mention earlier that you do. Uh, you were involved in. Uh, your temple and community affairs. Yeah, in the in the, I'm involved in the local Jewish community. Okay, and, uh, and it's very gratifying. Oh, good. Well, that's good to hear. That, that's good to hear. Now let's let me back up a little bit and go back to film. Who are the three? What? Excuse me. First off, what are the three top films that have inspired you and their directors? The top three. What? What are your top three? Top three. Uh, I have to say Citizen Kane by or Orson Welles. Okay. Um, there's a less known um, there's a less known movie called Wet Hot American Summer, and that was directed by David Wayne. Hot American Summer. Wet Hot American Wet Hot Sur American Summer. Okay, we will look that up. I've never heard of that. It's very funny. You okay. won't be disappointed. Okay, and David Wayne is the director? David Wayne is the director. Uh, okay, and a third one? The third one, it's not a movie, but it's a TV show called Twin Peaks. Okay. And that was done by David Lynch. David Lynch and the great David Lynch was an inspiration for me when I was shooting, uh, going to NYU film school, taking some classes there, and my inspiration for doing a uh, low-budget film, which I did, Two Top, that's on YouTube. So David Lynch, I'm very his technique, how he got it done. He's a talented man. Talented man, talented man. Now, now uh, that is absolutely terrific. Now, you, we, the entire United States has been under lockdown with Corona or mm -hmm. uh, with COVID, and the one variant is Corona, the other one is. Omnicrom, and then the third one I call Moochie Poo, because we have no idea what it is, and I understand that you had Moochie Poo here recently. Oh, yeah. It was fine. It was fine? It was fine. And, well, it looks like it, uh, you're not damaged. You're feeling pretty, <laughs> you're funny, you're giggling. Having, you got over Moochie Poo? Got over it. Happy to be out and about again. Okay. All right. So, any, uh, since we were under lockdown, any... Uh, plans to travel someplace uh, in Texas? Uh, you know, when I can find the time, I think I'm going to try to drive down to the valley and see my grandmother. Oh, excellent. That's a nice drive, a nice drive, long drive, but it's a nice drive. Oh, yeah. Beautiful scenery, lovely beach communities. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. That's great. That's great. Now, Emily, your story is absolutely fantastic. Fantastic, and I appreciate you coming on over here mm -hmm. to the Possum Trot Studios to doing a Doug the Neighbor podcast. Uh, who are the people who have inspired you? You talked about the films that impressed you. Mm -hmm. Who are the people that have inspired you uh, in your life? In my life, that's a great question. 
Um, I'd really have to say that the most inspiring person in my life is my very best friend, Carl Fry. Carl Fry, who is the director and screenwriter of Rats. Exactly. Oh, that's beautiful. That's We've be been best friends since we were teenagers, uh -huh. and I have always admired his work ethic and his creative vision. Okay, and please forward this uh, podcast to Carl Fry, and maybe we can get him and Max in here, and we can do a podcast. Absolutely, I can, I'm sure I could twist their arms. Okay, so he has inspired you. That, that's beautiful, beautiful. Now, what words of wisdom would you give to a high school student, a nephew, a niece, a younger brother or sister, to a college student, maybe to, uh, about your path in life what would you tell them I would tell them to be kind first of all and Always. to know names to know names no names to in other words to write down people's names and know who people are not only just the people who have worked on the pieces of media that mm -hmm. you like that you enjoy uh, but to know names locally, know your know your um, know the names of your fellow students, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and keep up with them because you don't know where, where they're going to end up. Right. Know your professors. Right. Right. Know your TAs. Mm -hmm. uh, and know who are some of the people. Know some of the actors on the scene. Right. Who is big in the space that you want to be in? Right. In your area. Very wise words. Now, in Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, mm -hmm. one of the first statements in the book is, a man's name is the sweetest sound to his own ears. Absolutely, Doug. So, to remember people's names. Absolutely beautiful. Now, uh, Doug the Neighbor's motto is laughter is the best mess. And you've probably got the, that essence here during this podcast. Mm -hmm. What is your motto? So in France, we have a saying, comme il faut. Comme il faut. Comme il faut. Okay. It means as it should be. As it should be. Okay. It's uh, something that's kept me rolling through uh, some of my failures and some of my... Some, Misfortunes, right? Getting what did you call it, moochie poo? Yeah, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever this variant is. <laughs> um, you know, felt like a set, setback, but also just learning to roll with it. Everything yeah. that happens is as it should be. As it should be. Come, come, youthful. Come, youthful. Absolutely beautiful. To our podcast listeners around the world, we have been chatting with Emily Schrode, and she's very bright and lovely uh, gal. If you were here, we are very uh, enthused by her life's work as a movie producer. And uh, Emily, we have a small token for you. Aww. This is nothing more than a keychain that is 
has the Lichtenberg process on it. That oh. is a electrical impulse that is passed through the wood and creates that design. And that is donated by Andrew Leahy of Leahy Industries, who we did a mm -hmm. podcast with, and he currently does 3D printing and laser engraving. And that mm -hmm. is just a small token for your time and effort here at the Possum Toronto Studios with Doug the Neighbor. Well, thank you for inviting me. Oh, thank you very much. To our podcast listeners around the world, we have been chatting with Emily Schrode, a movie producer here in awesome Austin, Texas. And it's very obvious that she takes her karma vitamins, A, B, and K, always be kind. To our podcast listeners around the world in 27 countries, call your mother, make her smile, all the best.